This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back with you guys and girls for another episode of what is our Let's Talk Arsenal episode. This one is different. Uh, We're breaking away from the usual Arsenal news and transfers and matches and demolishing of West Ham, um, which has been very enjoyable, to a topic which is, I hope, and can be, in a way, enjoyable to talk about and to kind of bring more to the light, but also to talk more seriously about a topic that seems to worryingly crop up quite often in my comment sections and chat boxes as I do my shows. Um, Whenever I reference the Arsenal women's team, it happens quite a bit. And just in general, when we have female guests sometimes on the show as well, it's a topic that I've wanted to talk about for a while. And today I thought was a good opportunity to do that. And I'm very happy to be joined by two fantastic people. But let's let the credits roll and get straight into things. I'm very happy to be joined uh, this evening by Laura and Sophie. How are you girls doing? You good, Joel? Yeah, good, thanks. Yes. I made the mistake of doing a thing I never do, which is introduce two people at the exact same time, so you're both <laughs> waiting for the other one to reply. Yeah, like, was... you talk first. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you how respectful we all are, that we're always waiting. I do it as well. Um, but it's great to have you both on. Firstly, Laura, uh, I obviously joined forces with you on FK's Latte Firm channel not so recently. We both have the displeasure of having to know that man too in depth. Um, but uh, no, he's a fantastic bloke. And uh, I thought... Uh, what would the best way to do is probably start because you're I, this is both of your debuts on team tgt to kind of give listeners i guess an opportunity to know how you fell into the world of, of arsenal and, and where it stems from so take it away laura sure so um i grew up in a town just outside of london and um the reason that i'm an arsenal fan is because the legendary nigel winterburn's kids went to my school um and when i was probably God, seven or eight, maybe slightly older. Um, Joe, who is Nigel's youngest son, was in my class and all the girls fancied him. He was he was the one that all the girls fancied. And um, when I was in year six, I finally plucked up the courage to ask him to be my boyfriend over MSN. Um, and oh, MSN. We... Those were the days. <laughs> Those were the days. I don't actually think we ever like physically saw each other during that time. But, you know, a two-week whirlwind romance um unfortunately he dumped me um after about two weeks but 
from that from being around you know Nigel and everything that's that's how I became an Arsenal fan basically so you know romance get my heart broken but here I am 20 years later Yes, uh, Arsenal can also break your heart. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's very fair to say as well. So it's uh, it's a lifelong contract we enter to, that's for sure. Sophie, uh, also making your debut on the show. Welcome. Uh, tell people, of course, uh, where they can find you because now you've got your own channel as well that you do, which I've I've featured on. I was very happy to to join you over there and also your story into how you fell into the club. Thank you so much for having me on. First of all, um, but yeah, you can find me on my YouTube, which is Guna Gossip TV, or my Twitter TV underscore Guna, which a lot of people probably know me from. Um, but my story of Arsenal—it's quite like I think it's quite different for a lot of people because a lot of people support the team. The dad supports usually, um, but for me, like living, you know, up north. The teams you kind of watched were like Liverpool, United, the typical <laughs> teams down here. And none of them really interested me, really. And um, well, my family do support Liverpool, unfortunately. <laughs> but um, Liverpool, Arsenal played one day. I think it was around 2015. And I just loved the club. I think if I have to put it down to something, I'd probably put it down to Wenger and Alexis Sanchez. I was all like, I love the players that we had then. And I just I just felt like the club was like my home. You know, there's a saying, you know, you don't support the club for the trophies, you just support it because of it's a place where you belong. So I just always felt like um, Arsenal was home to me and I just thought it was the right club for me. So that's basically my story. Yeah, it's great. No, I think it's great hearing about the stories. I, I love the fact that players like Alexis Sanchez are now being brought up by a generation below mine, <laughs> uh, I think, uh, regards kind of inspiration as well. Um, so that's, yeah, a shame he went to Manchester United, but uh, certainly yeah. an inspirational player all the same um, and scored a couple of times indeed against them also. But uh, we move swiftly kind of toward the, the focus of today's show. Um, the title of today's show is Enough is Enough because... And as I said at the start, I want, I've wanted to do this show for a while because I am, frankly, just sick and tired and, and bored of seeing the same repetitive comments come up, especially as I know the, the cliche phrase is it's 2024 or last year we say it's now 2023 and you, we're still seeing these types of, of comments. But so often if I mention the Arsenal women's team on our morning news show, I'll get comments in the, the comment section of the chat box saying, you should do a separate show about the women's team because I'm not interested. Or if I have a female guest on, sometimes people make comments about how they look or just the fact that it's a woman talking about football. And I am just so bored of that. And I thought, rather than just ignoring it, because that's often something I think you're told as a kid. Like If you're getting bullied at school, sometimes I say, if you ignore it, a bully will go away. But the reality is that doesn't work. And I think actually addressing the problem head on is the best way of usually tackling these things. And I think talking about these topics are the best ways of trying to bring it into the light more. So I guess the best place to start is with examples. So people know that this is real. Um, So the girls, I asked you guys before, obviously, if you were comfortable doing this and you are, about talking about your own negative experiences with disparaging comments or sexism in the world of football, specifically maybe Arsenal as well. But Laura, starting with you, how real has it been being a female voice in you know a very social online world of Arsenal? It, it's it's very up and down. I think um, one thing I will say is that the majority of my experiences at Arsenal have been positive. I find it to be a very very welcoming environment, and I think Arsenal have a really rich history of embracing you know, minorities. I think the, the first team to field nine black players in 2002. Um, and so when I'm physically at the game, 
and obviously I can only speak from my own experience here, I feel very, very comfortable, um, which is counter to obviously what we've what we've seen um, kind of on, on Twitter today. My main frustration is how just how bold people are um, on, on Twitter. And it is always the same. It is always someone without a profile picture. It's with someone, you know, with a hidden identity saying things that they would just never, ever say to you in person. Um, and that, I think, is so troubling about social media is it, you know, 20, 25 years ago, you could talk about someone behind their back and they'll never know about it. But social media basically emboldens us to tell people that we don't like them. And it's a really strange anywhere else in your life. If you don't like something, you just get on with your life. On social media, we seem to make it a thing of, you know, I don't like that and I want everyone to know about it. And that extends to you don't like me. I think the the difference often, you just said it there, Tom, the difference with being a woman is that what you don't like about me becomes completely intrinsically linked to me being a woman. It's not that you don't agree with my footballing mm. opinion, it's that you don't agree with it and I'm wrong because I'm a woman. Um, and the most, I think, the most disparaging thing about being a woman on social media is that you can ignore you know, the, the sort of really, really angry men. But what's disappointing is seeing how much support there is often in the comments. You know, I don't want to give them airtime, but the, the thing that disappoints me most about Joe Barton is how many people reply mm. to his tweet saying, I agree, mate, you're, you know, you're speaking the right thing. And these could be people, these could be people who are sitting next to a stadium and you don't know. Um, and so it's it's really just a case for me I wish I could sit here and say to you, yeah, it doesn't bother me. Yeah, if I get a nasty comment, mm. I just delete it. But it, I can probably recall to you every single nasty thing anyone has ever said really? to me. Genuinely yeah. does leave. And there was like, a, I think there was a campaign a couple of years ago that, you know, online abuse leaves a scar. And Sophie, I was saying, but for me, I can probably recall word for word everything, everything horrible anyone has ever said to me. And that's, that's not me being, you know, not thick skinned. It's just... Mm. You know, you don't, you, you shouldn't expect it. It shouldn't be normal, but you just kind of, oh, okay, that's now seared on my memory. Um, and, and it's just kind of part and parcel, really, of, of being online and trying to have a bit of a, a bit of a presence, basically. Mm, yeah, it's horrible hearing those stories. I'm sorry that you've gone through that. Um, I, I use the terminology of being as a guy in the space, there is an, a level of privilege. I'm never going to experience the things that both of you have experienced i get abuse sure but it's never related to the fact i'm a guy in this space um and i never have to worry about leaving a, a tweet or a reply or putting up a youtube video and i'm going to get attacked for something that is utterly out of control and because the luck of birth you know it's never ever going to be something that i'm targeted for so you know today's is a, is a listening episode for me and listening to both of your experiences and learning more about it and i hope the listeners are doing the same so sophie moving to you as well if if you want to and be as open as you like about it um your own experiences in this space yeah i think um well i used to you know at school love to play football and there were a lot of boys playing football so i always felt a bit like not awkward, but, you know, you feel like, is it right to get involved because there's not many girls playing? And I remember, like, just thinking, like, why not? I should be playing, like, if I want to. And I just remember, like, 
some of the boys would make me feel a bit like I shouldn't be there and I, I just remember thinking like should this be like is this normal or am I just overthinking it so I do think regarding playing football I know there's the social media side which I'll come to in a minute but yeah. I think regarding that sense I think it's always been difficult because yeah it's really hard because when I was at school no one really said do you want to play like no one would make me feel involved even though I always loved football so it was kind of really hard to push myself out there and be able to do that and I have also played with girls um, as well which has been a lot more comfortable like as a woman it's nice but I think I think it's just really important to kind of make everyone feel included in it because I know now in nowadays you know what you see with the lionesses as well you know women's football has grown a lot and we are seeing more women play football which I think is amazing but I think it is hard really when there's tons of boys playing you kind of feel like you're wrong to want to play with them because it's a bit difficult but growing up I always used to play with my brother and my cousin and it was always like a normal thing to do it wasn't like because I'm a girl I shouldn't be playing and I think I'll always remember that really but I think with social media it's obviously a difficult one because um, as you mentioned Tom with YouTube for me I've actually been quite lucky because I always mostly get really nice comments when I do YouTube but I obviously have had a few of you know nasty ones about getting back to the kitchen and I do kind of laugh at them because <laughs> I think it's ridiculous but then the other side is like what goes through their mind to say that like if you don't agree with what I say or if you don't like it then that's fair enough you can leave me a comment and say something but it's kind of sad it has to go to the sexism side of it you know, rather than just giving you you criticism about something it's a shame that it does happen and we do obviously see it a lot online with women maybe not feeling safe at games as Laura mentioned before and it is it's a shame because there will be women that probably when they go to games they probably feel like they can't be alone and everyone you know should feel safe about going to a game and it's obviously I feel like we're doing good but there's still a lot of work to do I feel because you know if the Lionesses as, as an example for women's football we're seeing a lot more interest in it but we're also seeing like Laura mentioned with the Joey Barton stuff how people have kind of jumped on the bandwagon of the hate situation and it is sad to see um, especially with social media it's it's quite toxic at times. I know it's a lovely place to be, but I think we've still got a long way to go, really. No, we absolutely do. And it, it, it's, it's sad, I think, that in some ways, I think social media actually has gone backwards in the last couple of years, um, whether that's because of the change of, of now who owns a space like Twitter and how that's opened up more uh, opportunities for, for sadly kind of uh, anonymity and, and abuse to be so unpoliced in, in some ways. I kind of, I will. We will talk about what we think the solutions are, if we can even come up with them, because it is a really difficult thing to trying to find the solutions to. But I think maybe education is is the, at the core of that, and that's why I wanted to do the show today. But there was something on on social media today, Laura. Obviously, that we're aware of that happened. I'm not going to mention the individual who was involved in particular because I've not reached out to them, so I don't think it'd be the respectful thing to do if they wouldn't want to be mentioned. But in general terms, what we've seen is is somebody targeted by having their image taken at the Emirates um, and then posted online with a rather crude tag in in the in the tweet as well. As someone who obviously goes to games, uh, like plenty of other women as well, is that how i mean i'm not going to level the question so how does it make you feel like seeing that sort of thing yeah it's that there's i mean there's there's a number of things that are disappointing about it for me it's that the the taking the photo in itself is is 
just not okay um mm. you know just ask go and say like just be a normal human being it's it's more the fact that you you're so detached from reality that you thought posting that on on twitter was was the right thing to do and i'm and i'm shocked at what that individual thought was going to happen like what what did mm. you think was going to happen there that people would you know write underneath it oh you know great folks it's just it's it's it's, it's terrifying to me that the lack of kind of awareness that what what you've done in the first instance is is wrong and then to go as far as sharing what you've done on a on a social public platform um it, it is is just really and also you know football is when it's well you know the good side of football really should be a leveler for everyone um that we are a community of people with one thing in common we can be as different as we want and we have a international fan base and we are in the stadium we are ultimately supporting the same team and are on the same team that is not the right environment that should never be the environment for you to make someone else feel unsafe and it's really disappointing to me especially as for a lot of people and myself as well being at Arsenal is 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 being at home is being in my happy place and I think to have someone violate that is is really shocking um and it would certainly make me think twice about attending by myself I t I go and sit next to my brother but I always go to the game you know by myself and walk to the stadium by myself and I feel comfortable but it certainly made me really think about actually who is in the stadium um which is, again as I said it's really sad Arsenal is a, is a for me and lots, lots of people it's, it's a sacred place you know that mm. is your happy place it's where you experience things with other people that you don't get to experience and it really puts a sad mark on 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 you know the next time this this person goes to the emirates basically yeah uh, the next question i was gonna ask does it make you feel any less so i know you opened your the last point by saying you've always felt you know the arsenal do a great job with everything they mm -hmm. they're doing but does it in any way make you feel less safe or like that you feel like you need to be more aware of your surroundings perhaps when mm -hmm. at games um it, it it does and it doesn't. Ultimately, uh, there is an awareness that women carry all the time that yeah. I think is is quite hard to explain to, to men. And, and that's not because we think all men are bad. That's that's the one thing I get going to get across. I'm not walking around fearful because I think all men are bad. But you, yeah. you know, you just have to be have to be aware. I would like to think that um, in a place like Arsenal, there would be men who would step in if they saw it happen. And I think we can talk about this in a bit, Tom, about what what the possible solution is. Yeah. Ultimately, you know, there are unfortunately always going to be people who operate outside of the law, think they are above the rules. Um, and it really, it, it shouldn't be up to us to alter our behaviour to, 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 you know, avoid that. We, ha we have to come of it in a different way. But no, I will, I will be proud of going to the Emirates and feeling as safe as I can. But it certainly was a bit of a, okay, you know that that is that is a bit of a shocker from from someone at Arsenal, and I and I don't know what the club are doing, but ultimately, yeah, it's it's a really unfortunate incident. Yeah, I think the person that was targeted has has tweeted the club, so I I assume I'm very very surprised if they weren't aware, uh, at the very least of what's gone on, and and hopefully something can happen. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, I think you actually expose a little of my ignorance um, in in that answer as well because. You're right to say that wherever a woman is, you know, that there's got to be a level of of awareness that a man does not have to. Yeah, and like Tom, it's it's not necessarily ignorance from your part. You just you, you're you're a man, and, and you don't experience that, so you can't expect yeah. you to constantly, um, 
you know feel feel the same as us and I, I think you're 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 more than aware that at night it's probably a little bit scary for me walking down the road from from you um yeah. it's not ignorance it's just it's just different perspectives basically sure yeah look I've you know being married I, I hear stories from from my wife about things and how she feels walking home from from a station and I endeavor as much as I can whenever I can provide a lift or that it's it's always uh a priority for me in that case because because I am aware and so no I I know you're trying to protect me there with the answer there a little bit, but no, it, there was, I think, genuine some ignorance in in in, in saying that in some ways because it, it does exist, but I appreciate it all the same. Um, Sophie, I, I obviously want to give you an opportunity to, to give your thoughts on on the incident that, that we're talking about as well and, and anything further on from what, what Laura said and any incidents yourself that might relate because I know that you've obviously mm. dealt with some pretty horrible stuff online as well. Yeah, I think regarding that thing on Twitter, and obviously we won't really say who that person is because we probably want to respect their privacy as well. But I think, you know, when I did see it, I think someone sent me it today on like a group chat and I, I just looked at it and I just couldn't, I, even though you do see things like this happen, I couldn't believe it because even the person that, you know, tweeted it, he thought himself it was a bit pervy. And I'm like, if you thought yeah. that, why were you tweeting it anyway? Like it's, it's, it's just like it's so bad I do hope the person is okay because I know next time they go to a game they might think will this happen again and they might you know feel like they have to watch themselves all the time and I think it's obviously important that people do are comfortable going to games on their own and I hope that person can still go to games and enjoy themselves because Arsenal is such a loving supporting community I know at games as well I've always felt safe I've only been to quite a few and I've always had you know my family with me but I've always felt like part of an Arsenal family there you just feel really comfortable so I do think Arsenal will probably do something about it and I think they should because it's just not acceptable is it especially in this day and age and we do obviously see things like that I know online it's, it's different because I remember like when I went to my first Arsenal game obviously I had had you know a bit of you know people sending horrible messages you go to games thinking will this happen and you know what it's completely different when you go to games yeah I feel so happy like you forget about life you're just enjoying the game yeah. for the 90 minutes so I think yeah I think when you're online you can you feel like it could be like that again because like you said Tom I have obviously had you know some horrible messages um, and I think sometimes it's good to call them out because people always say to me why don't you ignore it and I think if they were saying this to me in the street or in life I wouldn't accept it I would say to them like what do you think you're doing like being so horrible like I would say something to them um but I do think as well I get why people might ignore it because it isn't nice to read and you shouldn't really spend time thinking about it so I think with the online stuff it's it is a difficult one really because it can affect you I will be honest when I first kind of came on here social media and I did get it it was it was difficult because I had it the same person would constantly send me these messages like it was harassment really looking back but it is hard to deal with that you know not just women but men as well anyone experience abuse but it's, it is tough but I think it's just really good to have these kind of conversations really to, with the people that are watching this as well it'll help them understand even more. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's actually, I think I've seen some comments from people in the chat box at the start of the episode, just kind of like, in a way, putting it as a little bit of a joke and then have actually realised the seriousness of the conversation and been like, actually, no, this is really important and we need to talk about it, which is great. No, thanks for that, Sophie. Um, 
I guess the next part of the conversation is is kind of the why um, in some ways. Like why I know we've we've made reference a little bit to some of the changes online, and we've made reference to individuals like Joey Barton. As I agree with you, Laura, I don't like even using his name to give him because that's ultimately what he wants is is some reaction. Um, but the question I have sometimes is, is what are some men scared of about in terms of what are, what are men scared about another person? Um, in this case, a woman having an opinion on football or even being involved in the sport. To give you an example, I remember when I talk every morning on the 8am show and I bring up the women's team, because my main expertise is on the men's side and talking about the men's game and that that is where I engage that's what my job's involved with as well as the men's side of things so usually if it's there's a result if there's a transfer we talk about it it's usually at the, the head of the the, the running order of the, of the morning show and someone left a comment about saying why do you not give any um, attention to the Arsenal wheelchair team as well now I scoured the internet to find if Arsenal have a wheelchair team and they don't. Um, it turns out unless I've really struggled with my Googling abilities. And it's like this idea that, like what if, this idea of trying to level, the, like as if it's an attempt to level the playing field in some senses, when it's really not. It's an attempt to to bring more attention to it. But it's this idea that trying to make an effort, trying to put the effort into bringing more attention to it, to big it up, to to in some ways, you know, give people more access to it is in some ways a bad thing. And where do you think that stems from? Um, I, I think there is this um, sort of universally held belief that there is a kind of finite attention span and that by bringing the women's game up, you are inherently bringing the men's game down so yeah. that the two can't exist in a kind of, you know, in, in the same world that every time the women's game gains something, the men's game loses something, loses attention, loses money. That is, that's obviously not true, not least because although the women's game has come a long way, it is still miles behind the men's game in terms of attendances. Like, if, you know, if you really feel that threatened by it, um, you know, all you need to do is go and look at the figures. Your precious men's game is safe. All right. And there, there are other things that are threatening global football such as, you know, the poor kind of standards about climate change, Man City mm. flying everywhere, um, refereeing standards, corruption, um, you know, the interference of states in clubs. That's actually what threatens the game, not the growth of the women's game. Um, and I think to, to your question about why, Tom, it's, it's, a really, it's a really interesting one because for so long, you know, football has been a man's space, um for men to operate in and I think with the rise of you know feminism and women being in more spaces where they previously weren't although I don't agree with it I can just about understand why yeah. men feel like they are losing any spaces that are just for them and that's why they are gravitating towards the Joey Bartons Andrew Tate anyone who has this kind of extreme view of feminism because they are not, they feel attacked. They feel like everything they do is wrong. All men are yeah. terrible. Um, you know, women should be getting the advantage in everything. They should be getting the jobs. You know, we should be basically, you know, positively discriminating to the extent that, you know, that the sort of average man feels like I am now at the bottom of the pecking order. I've, I'm not allowed to go to the football because there's loads of women there. I'm not allowed to say this and that and the other. And as I said, I, d I don't agree, but I am trying to at least understand as a, as a woman why Joey Barton is, 
you know, has has so many people who agree with him um, and mm. at least trying to understand um, might yeah. get us somewhere. But I, I think it's a it is a an over kind of over. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. And the same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with Mook Delivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Information of what growing the women's game actually means for the men's game. In my humble opinion, both can exist perfectly happily together. The women's game could be as big as the men's game. And that will not take away from the men's game. There's more than enough resource. There are finite resources. I know lots of men's clubs, you know, bankroll the women's teams. They help with with finances. But there's this sort of inherent view that if the women's team get attention, marketing spend, money spent on them, in some way that's going to stop my team from signing Mbappe. And it's just, I, I genuinely think there is that is the kind of consensus that... Which is, mad, take, take right. for, which is mad, which is mad, which is absolutely yeah. insane. Um, but yeah. I can understand why if you if you believe that and, you know, you've convinced yourself of that, then of course you'd be attacking women in the sport, the women's game, because it, it is encroaching on something that you love and identify with. Just the reality is not, that's not actually the case. Um, and I think the two can coexist perfectly happily. And the final thing I'll say is the, the thing about women's football, which makes me laugh so much is that there is no other sport in the world which people are so proudly declaring that they hate you know I'm not not a big rugby fan okay you know Six Nations is on I just don't watch it I just I I, it doesn't bother me I don't sit there fuming and spitting at my tv screen I just don't watch it and there's a lot of kind of like very proud oh I don't watch women's football etc and you're like okay there's loads of things in life I don't like. I don't announce it to the world. Yeah. Um, and that really, there's one common denominator here, and that is because it's it's women playing a man's game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's an excellent point, and it's it's something that I absolutely see um, in, in my comment sections and chat boxes. Yeah, we have a zero tolerance, so they don't last very long in the chat boxes or the comment <laughs> section. They get blocked very quickly. But, it, yeah, it's, it's so strange, like the desire to to say that they have a problem with it um i think we i actually i was looking back through some of the comments that that have still survived um on <laughs> the, on the channel and the, yeah <laughs> there, was, there was one this morning because i talked about um genocide of our being under a bit of pressure because obviously mm-hmm. going out the fa cup this weekend was a, a really big blow and i think rightfully is under some pressure because there is an expectation on the women's side i think that actually out grows the men's team because of where they've been competitively in the WSL and especially in, in Europe, which they sadly don't have this season because of, again, another failure, you'd argue, in, in the qualification process. But in in reaction to them going out, someone left a comment saying, thank God they're out, so we don't need to talk about them anymore. And it's like, 
I replied saying, I'm assuming you're talking about the women's team and then in brackets or the question mark, if you're brave enough to respond to this, you'll be happy to know that they didn't respond. There's, there lots, is never yeah, a, shocker. there's no bravery there. You know? <laughs> it's, it's that desire, Sophie, that, that Laura yeah. brought up brilliantly about what, where, why is there such a desire for some men to, to try and put it down, to highlight something they hate so much when there's so many other things that we just don't... That, like I never say to people that you have to to watch the women's game i never mm-hmm. say to someone you have to like it and if you don't care about it that's fine you're entitled to do that but when the line gets crossed when you, you start putting effort into letting people know that you don't care for it or don't like it but yeah give me your thoughts on that thread yeah like i've always said like if it's not for you that's fair enough like it's it's so it's each, each people might like it some people don't like it and I know it has grown a lot recently especially since winning the Euros it has a lot of people have sort of changed their mind on it and I think it's obviously like I personally like it and I enjoy watching it I've seen it grow in the last few years but it's it's a difficult one because if you watch like YouTube highlights of like the Arsenal women or and um, women's football you'll get comments and I'm just thinking like you've spent time out of your day to say that like why couldn't you just ignore it and I do think some of it can be jealousy because like Laura was saying because it's come so far you might worry in case it will overtake you know men's football and it does get compared a lot to you know women in the men's football and I, I do think like they're both different obviously the rules apply to both of the teams it's, just, it's the same football match but it's just different because I've, I do say you know men are stronger than women women play differently it's the same game but it's just played a bit differently and mm. I do think it has improved a lot in recent years and you know women's football is getting the right funding now and we are starting to see you know Arsenal women for example play at the Emirates with like 40,000 fans so we are seeing that more support but I do I, I think a lot of it might be jealousy because we've seen it come so far and maybe people some people might get irritated by it by it doing so well because I know a lot of people friends of mine that don't like it and they're obviously quite understanding like they won't ever say anything rude but mm. there are a lot of you know trolls online that says no one cares about football but women's football but I do feel like a lot of people do but it, it's a difficult one with social media especially because there are a lot of comments and like you said on your channel Tom it's it's weird like you kind of think why don't you just not say anything because you're clearly drawing attention to yourself but yeah I, I think I think like Laura said I think maybe they're just a bit threatened that it might come to level of the men's football or come a bit better than that Um, I just think they're both you know doing different different types of football but I do think it's you know women's football isn't for everyone like I said I think it's a personal thing people might like it because I know with like the women's football community at games I you know you do see a lot of um, female players kind of come out with their sexuality it's more of a accepting community I would say so I know a lot of fans you know love women's football for that because it would be a lot harder you know for a male player to kind of come out and the community isn't like that it's sort of a lot more supporting in women's football which is obviously like a safe place for a lot of people to go to but yeah I just think a lot of it will be down to jealousy but I do hope in time it will kind of stop because it's not really nice to you know these players might read this on online and it's not really good for them to see it. 
Yeah, I know for a fact that that players do. Um, from you know, from working in the men's game and and around the Arsenal men's team, they're, they're on their phones constantly. <laughs> so, but yes, I can I can be assured that it will it will cross over. And um, I suppose I suppose that segues nicely onto the next part, which is trying to find the solution and what the solutions are. And in all honesty, and, and I say this begrudgingly, I don't think there is a, a perfect solution. I don't think this is a problem that will ever be. You know, unless there is, it's it becomes so enforceable that on social media you can fi- you can be held to account for for things that are posted or that there are things listening to you, the things that you say, uh, even in closed circles. It's it's never going to be, you know, completely eradicated. However, I certainly think that there is that more that can be done to help mitigate it as, as an issue. So for you, Laura, where do you kind of see, maybe I think the way of phrasing the question best is where do you think there's not being enough done that can be done more to try and help prevent or at the, at the least minimise the impacts of it? So one thing that I always think about when it comes to this is is the importance of role models and people who are well respected in the game um, by this kind of majority, they have a huge amount of influence. And, you know, it. I hate saying, oh, we didn't hear anything from this person on this. But one thing that I think would really have helped during the kind of Joey Barton attacking the sort of female pundits thing was more male pundits coming out and saying, that you know they support female pundits they know what they're talking about because ultimately those are the people it's it's quite hard if you're a troll online having a pop at a female pundit and then your hero Gary Neville comes out and says and I know he he did have a bit of a go at Joe Barton but mm. the most influential people at the moment in the game are men and mm. the louder they use their voices to call out people and give their support to uplifting women that's where it sort of so so it's a kind of top down approach but at the same time one thing that does kind of give me a sense for optimism is if you actually look on on the the sort of incident that we we're talking about today the majority of the comments are from men saying mate this isn't it like this is this is this is wrong and all i can kind of hope is that is that that continues that kind of it doesn't have to be a massive formal complaint it can be just a comment to someone even if it's someone you know and love just to check them because ultimately I think the people that are most influential in our lives are the people that we respect and if you if one of your friends comes to you and says what you just said whether it was a joke or not was actually not okay that is so much more powerful than any campaign any kind of like advertising that can be done so and, and and it goes the same with you know, women and, and how we talk about people. It's it's keeping your friends kind of in check because ultimately you, you know, they love you, they want you to be happy, but it's also up to you to kind of be honest with each other. So, you know, when it comes to Twitter, it, it's it's calling it out when you see it. And it doesn't it doesn't need to be angry or abusive. It can be this comment is not okay. And if I'm a woman and I'm seeing that, that makes me feel like I've got support and that I've got people mm. who are who are there for me. Um the one thing that Sophie just said as well that that I think is one of the reasons why this is so important is Sophie obviously said that she played football um, growing up and football was never an option for me. So I'm, I'm considerably older than you, Sophie. Um, but when I grew up, we weren't offered it. It was the boys played football and we played netball. And when I learned to play netball, I had never, I had never seen a game of netball. So I'm learning this sport. I don't know what it looks like. I've never seen a professional game. 
it fills me with immense joy like I actually get quite emotional thinking about it that girls can play football and can play sport while watching professional athletes doing it and that's why the bigger the women's game gets I think about all the players that learn best when they learn watching a professional so the the bigger it is it is immensely important for women to have those types of role models like it, it it really is transformative if they can look up to someone who they look like play like can aspire to be um and so every time i see these comments about the women not being good as 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 good as the men i'm like that is irrelevant yeah we're, we're not idiots i know that the fastest women's player is not going to run as fast as the man they can't kick the ball as hard that is literally by bi- you know biology mm. you don't get that in other sports we don't constantly talk about how serena williams can't hit a serve as fast as Djokovic can because it doesn't matter they don't play against each other it's, it, yeah. it's the same sport so my wish is that number one we just we keep each other in check and that can be you know pretty casual but also I just I want to hear more from the kind of the powerful voices in the game and I don't think they're doing enough at the moment I'm pretty sure most owners of football clubs with the exception of Arsenal actually our um, chief commercial officer is is obviously a woman it's Juliet Slot and she has put a lot into the women's team but there is not enough there's not enough voices about this in in the media and I don't think it should be left to the female pundits, Laura Woods, to defend themselves. They should be being defended by their peers and people with huge influence in this game because that that is the loudest voice. Yeah, for sure. It, it, I think it crosses over, doesn't it? It's not just about um, kind of the, the male-female, the sexism side of things. It's I've talked about it in in the racism discussion um and that's why i always talk about it as a as a white guy you know talking about racism as a as a problem as someone who's never ever going to experience that myself as as being a problem in in my life is is going to bring more attention to it um and so that's that's really key the point you made about kind of the court like telling your mates when they've crossed the line you know i've i've done that myself and it sucks it's not nice yeah. it's it's do. incredibly hard to do because yeah it's it's so much easier to just sort of laugh it off but yeah. ultimately that has a domino effect each time you mm-hmm. don't do anything it condones the idea that that's acceptable and sort of the yeah. absence of a of a you know no people take as a yes so they just crack on and that that's how you go from being someone who is a just a bit of a joker to to the type of person that's, that sits behind a computer and sends abuse all day yeah yeah, and it's it's really hard. You know, I'm not perfect. I've certainly sat by and, and watched my friends make comments that yeah. I don't agree with, and sat silently because it's I felt too awkward to say something, or you know, you don't want to be that you know that yeah. person. You don't want to cause a problem. Yeah, you don't want to. Oh, you're be being a killjoy, so you know, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. You know, but at the, and the time I did it, it didn't it didn't go well. I'll be yeah, it didn't yeah. it didn't go well, and it took some real like conversations and then you know beyond just group chats some one-on-one conversations to kind of smooth things out and kind of explain why it's unacceptable um and and maybe sometimes to help them see why what they've said is is wrong as well um so yeah definitely important sophie solutions have you got any any different on, on top of what laura said yeah, I think um, Laura makes some good points, especially, you know, um, with the Jerry Barton stuff. I think it's it's good to see if there was, you know, more, you know, male, not just footballers, but pundits, you know, um, in sports, just to kind of, you know, stick up for us a little bit. And for the women that obviously were targeted through that time. Um, but I think with with the social media side, I think, 
think especially in the last few years, I do think it's gone out of control. Like not just sexism, you know, racism and all of that. We do see that a lot. And it's hard because if someone makes an account and they say this stuff, they can just make another one and say it again. And it can really affect, you know, people. I think in this industry, you do learn to have a thicker skin with it. I mean, you shouldn't really have to accept it at all because it's not okay. And like I said, it's good to kind of think it's good to publicly, you know, tell them that it's not okay to say that. Um, but I know I do, I think with social media, I think that's a big problem that does need sorting. And um, I know, you know, if you years ago there was something about you had to have id to kind of use twitter and maybe mm. it could be a good thing because um a lot of people probably say stuff because they know they can get away with it so i think with the social media side i think that's the big problem with that because i think if people know they can say it then they will say it which is kind of sad to think about and like laura mentioned before it's always the ones that have you know not their profile picture it's always like a football profile picture and it makes it even more annoying because you can't find them um online but i think in like in life with football I think it's just nice for kind of people to make you feel welcome make you feel part of you know being able to you know like I mentioned before about playing football I think if someone said when I was younger do you want to play I would have probably felt more comfortable because it's kind of hard to put yourself out there and ask if you can play football because you know like Laura said um she football wasn't really what she used to play it was like netball and it was hard to kind of do that so I, I do think it's still we've got a long way to go but I think it's just it can be hard really when someone you know might be sexist and you have to kind of stick up for your like you've got to tell them what they're saying isn't okay like Tom said it's it's really it's tough because you don't want to upset anyone you don't want to be in that position where you, you're kind of telling them off for saying that it's it's a bit of an awkward one I think I mean like you, Tom, it takes you, it's took me time to do that, to be assertive and tell people what they're saying isn't wrong because someone I know said something on the chat and I knew it was wrong the other week and I thought, you know what, I know I need to say something, but mm. I didn't want it to cause an argument and I don't ever want that. So it is really tough to be able to speak up about what you think's right because you don't really want confrontation or arguments, but I think I would say if there's an opportunity where you can kind of stick up for a woman in football where you see you're seeing sexism, I think you've got to really do that because if you were in their position, having someone that's supporting you and sticking by you would really help you. So I think that's the important thing. But I know with social media, it's it is a difficult one. It feels like nothing will get solved because we do see it happening more and more with, you know, not just sexism, like I've said, with different types of abuse online. Mm, yeah, definitely. And I think that the point raised, again, that we had that theme of, of, of speaking up and saying something, the social media side as well, can there be tougher things? The ID one is really interesting because it's something I've certainly leaned on in the past and, and a big conversation. I thought this is the obvious solution that everyone online should have to identify. And you say it sometimes, I think, quite naively and easily to say that because then people do raise some fair arguments about identity theft and cybercrime and things like that if your idea is associated with an account how easy that can be to steal and, and manipulate and sadly that is, is a problem but i think that it is it's the core part of one of the big strategies that will help is making it easier to identify people that commit these acts so i think that the the, the base is there the foundation is there with that idea for sure 
it's just about how do we make it as safe as possible to implement at the same time. And I was wondering if we'd get any comments in the chat box that kind of came up in um, resistance, I think is what the best way to put it. And Enchanted Edition put a comment saying, freedom of speech, though, question mark. And what I love about the words freedom of speech is that I often use this on the show and I say this a lot and I can't take credit for credit for it because it comes from uh, James O'Brien on, on LBC who uses this phrase a lot where he says freedom of speech. Yes, but freedom of freedom from scrutiny is, is the issue here is that freedom of speech is fine. But and you can say, you know, there's no one putting a muzzle on you. You can say what you like about anything. But that doesn't mean that you won't be scrutinized for the words and the things that you say. And I think that is absolutely where it needs to stem from. Um, go on, Laura, yeah. do you want to jump in? No, I, I think um, what James says is, is the perfect articulation of it. And it perfectly um, demonstrates the how this phrase has been twisted and misunderstood by people who think they should be able to say whatever they want without consequence. That's That's not what free speech is. It's mm. you know it is it is freedom from intervention by government law. It's not freedom to run your mouth and then use it as a. But it's freedom of speech. I can say what mm. I want. That's that's not it. I'd also say that if you're you know freedom of speech doesn't apply to racism and you know discriminatory things. That 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 is a separate issue. So I also think that if you are having to use freedom of speech as the justification for what you're saying, you need to check yourself. If you're like, mm, probably shouldn't say this. There's loads of reasons I shouldn't, but hang on. I do have that one argument that it's freedom of speech. I you know, I think you really need to have a look at yourself. If that's the only excuse you can give, you know, we're, we're sort of beyond the pale there, to be honest. Mm. Sophie, I'll, I'll let you speak on that as well. Any, any thoughts on the freedom of speech? <laughs> yeah, just to echo what you guys are saying. I think, like you've said, I think, you know, it's okay not to like something or if, if you don't like someone, I just think sometimes if, it, if you know it's not nice to say and if you know if someone said that to you, it would hurt you, it's best not to say it. But even if people do say it, you, you should be challenged because it sort of depends what we're saying, but... You know, if we're talking about, for example, women's football and we're saying, I don't like it, that's one thing. But if you're attacking someone, then that's completely something else and that's abuse and that isn't okay. So I think it's not really acceptable. And it, it depends what you're really saying because, like I've said, if it's more of like an opinion, I think it's okay. But if it's more abuse, then like Tom just said, it definitely needs to be challenged and you do. You should have consequences for your words because it's not really fair for people to have to go through abuse, really. Sure. Laura, you are muted. Did you want to jump in? No, I was just going to say, I, th I think one thing when we when we have these conversations, um, and I appreciate you giving us the kind of platform to, to talk about this is, I think if you're a man in these conversations, you often feel like you're being attacked and that you can't yeah. do anything, can't do anything right. Um, that is not really the intention. You know, I think Sophie and I are not here to say that every man is terrible. And we, you know, we, life is terrible, because men are horrible to us. That's, that's really not not what, what the point is it's more that there are actually very small things that you can do that would really really yeah. make an exponential difference to our experience online um even if that is just you know popping a message of support if you see us being attacked anything like that small things the majority of women don't think i don't hate all men uh, and i think often these these arguments sort of sort of boil down to 
you know men can't do anything right and 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 we hate all men but it, it really it really isn't that it's our presence in these spaces we want to we just want to join in I'm not trying to steal any kind of any kind of space in football there is enough space for everyone's voices um just want to be a part of it and I don't want to take anything away from you um but there are small things that you can do to make this experience for us considerably less unpleasant unpredictable um and I just you know I hope that's understood yeah no I think it I think it was um and if it wasn't you know I think our dms are open right we can <laughs> people yeah, are confused. Yeah, yeah. Come at me. <laughs> um, happy to explain it for sure um Thank you, uh, ladies, for, for joining me this evening. I really appreciate your time. I think it was a really honest and open conversation about this as well. Um, Sophie, where can people find you and uh, and what are you going to be up to? Thank you so much for having me on, first of all. And I think it was such an important chat, especially you know for us to understand each other a lot more and everyone that's watching this. Um, so thank you for having me on. It's been really good to kind of have these chats as well. Um, but yeah, to those that might want to find me, I'm on Twitter, TV underscore Guna, and I have a YouTube channel, Guna Gossip TV, where I just really talk a bit about Arsenal. And I do also do um, shows on the women's team as well. I do like to kind of do a bit of both for those that like that sort of stuff. So yeah, that's what I do really. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, I've joined Sophie on her channel. She's fantastic at what she does. So make sure you go and check it out. And uh, yeah, uh, I'll make sure to leave a link to it. If you DM me that after the show, Sophie, I'll, uh, I'll make sure that goes into the description of today's show. Uh, Laura as well, thank you for joining me. Um, and uh, yeah, tell people where they can find you and what you're going to be up to. Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Laura Kirk 12. I've also been on Sophie's channel. Um, she is a brilliant interviewer as well. Uh, has a really brilliant kind of technique. So make sure you go and check out some of her videos. Me, I just tweet 100% nonsense. So if you want to come and join my unfiltered uh, nonsense, come on down. We don't take things too seriously. Lovely stuff. Uh, yeah, it's nice to go in that direction after what was a relatively serious <laughs> 50 minutes. Um, but uh, yeah, it's tweeting about nonsense is, is yeah, it's a skill, uh, if anything, you know. So uh, <laughs> make sure you drop uh, Laura and Sophie a follow on the socials. And, uh, and as Sophie said, check out our channel as well, which I'll leave a link to in today's video description. Um, we will continue to cover the women's game and you will continue to cover these. Um, I don't want to use difficult as a word, just kind of, I think, thought-provoking is probably the better word topics um to discuss and if you've been uh, affected by anything that we've talked about today my dms are certainly open uh, i'm sure that the, the girls will be open to having a conversation if you want to send them a tweet as well about anything that you'd like to to ask them so and there are of course plenty of outlets out there that you can get help to if you're facing any of the issues that we've talked about i, I always recommend blocking as kind of the first thing i know it's not the perfect solution um but engaging with it some sometimes can make it worse um but there's always the option to to try and remove that aspect from from what you can control on social media so please do seek out that help if you need it uh i'll be back tomorrow morning of course as always at 8 a.m uh, to round up all the latest arsenal news from what has been another riveting 24 hours of arsenal outside of a transfer window it's <laughs> challenging it's coming up with the news when it's not near a game day that march period if we don't play against chelsea nearly three weeks that arsenal is going to be Ooh. oh that's going to be tough <laughs> <laughs> but we'll endeavour to carry on every day, 8am. So do join us. Uh, make sure you drop a like on the video and subscribe as well if you are new. We'll see you again soon. And as always, up the Arsenal.
It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.